What if I told you that it's possible to end the cycle of doubt even after you've been through the mill <laughs> with this one thing that feels like, you know, there's so many things that could go right, but it's just not, you know, it's just not working out, you know? The cycle of doubt can be ended. And uh, in this one, I am actually going to split it into two parts. Um, because it has to do with my journey with music. So if you want to hear about that, I encourage you to keep listening. But listening from the place of, you know, just applying it to your own journey. Um, I don't know if you have a music journey as well. Um, or there is something else that you're journeying with and, like, you have been struggling with doubt, um, both internally and externally. And I just want to, yeah, it's... Kind of, mm -mm, it's no, it's not cute, <laughs> right? So I just want to take you through like what I would have been through, and also how I finally got to get to a place where I'm okay. You get me? Anyway, guys, um, before I jump into that, welcome to seasons seasoned with seasoning. Of course, I'm your host Charmian Marie, and I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so. Let me give you, of course, you know, some context and some history. Um, and this episode will mostly be about, like, the history and the experiences and, you know, um, the transitions, right? So first things first, I come from a musical family, right? And uh, literally, grandmother sang, mother sang or sings, um, you know, aunts and uncles generally sing as well um and cousins like it's 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 there <laughs> right um funny enough i um most of my family also teaches um and also um yeah like they teach and a lot of them are also nurses right so music education health it's yeah it's a thing anyway you know so um, needless to say, um, I've been singing from the age of four, right? And my mom particularly encouraged me on this journey because of a prophecy she received when I was um, still in the womb and stuff. Um, I'm not going to share the specific prophecy because, again, you know, just a bit of privacy. But um, she she knew that she had like a mandate to like grow me um with an appreciation for music you know and to just allow things and facilitate things unfolding yeah so yeah started from the age of four and stuff and between the ages of four and maybe 24 thereabouts i've been a part of at least four or five different choirs and a part of at least three different small groups um and uh, yeah let's just say it's it's yeah <laughs> um possibly more but i i'm i'm not i'm there's some that i oh no it's actually more like seven choirs because i also sang at school as well um so saying that to say music has always been a part of my life and uh, for the better part of my life i've also been just a choir girl you know you get me and at different points, I've led different songs in the choirs um, and, uh, you know, held certain parts in the choirs and things like that, you know. 
And so I was able to become very confident in what the Lord gifted me with based on those contexts, right? Um, furthermore, I was also trained competitively, right? Um, trained classically and received like um, Royal School of Music distinctions and stuff, but also like competitively, like um, I won, you know, like those, those church competitions, like, you know, that would, um, yeah, you, your church comes together, you sing and all these things, um, like in all the district and whatever, like did that. Also, um, you know, in the same Royal School of Music, they had a little competition as well, did that as well. So it's, it's been, so it, it's been a riveting time and journey of, um, of, of like training my voice um, in, in certain respects and all that and just journeying and growing and stuff. So what I found though is that after a while I grew to be very unhappy, right? reason I grew to be very unhappy is because I found that in the midst of that, because um, I mean, in one of the previous episodes, you would have um, possibly seen where, you know, or I've, I've shared where I've, I've been through quite a bit, you know. So while I'm going through like the craziness of my life and stuff like that, people were just seeing me as a voice. Like, so, all right, let's have our voice here. You know, let's, let's chill out here, you know. But on the flip side, like, do we want to be around her? Like, do we want to, you get what I'm saying? So I felt like I was two separate people um, and available to just like be used as a voice, you know? And uh, it was consistent in the different communities. So I can't even say it was just school. I can't even say it was just, um, you know, church. I can't even, like, it was just that, you know? So after a while, I told myself that I was going to stop singing because if you weren't interested in getting to know me and whatever as an individual um, who happens to sing and stuff like that, then like, what's the point? What, what are we doing here? You know? And I just, I just felt very used, you know? And uh, with that though, you know, I, so it took some time to journey through that, you know? And then in the midst of journeying through that, I started asking God, like, all right, cool. So I remember the prophecy that, you know, was spoken over my life. Um, is this what it looks like? Like, like, let's, let's talk about this, you know, like, is this how it's supposed to feel? Because I, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> right. And so in that, I started seeking more. I started, um, seeking, you know, the, the, the space to, to sing more for God and more with purpose, where I was seen as more than just a voice, but as an individual who had purpose, you know, and happened to be singing. You get what I'm saying? And <laughs> boy, did I get that. Um, so it's funny because, I mean, and in one of the other episodes, I would have mentioned that um, I definitely made a pledge um, in a certain time to to uh, pledge all of my singing and songwriting on ever to God, right? So it was in that same time as well. So it was a really huge period of transition where I wanted to make sure I was pleasing God with my life. I wanted to be seen as more than just a voice and all of this, those things, right? And I wanted a space to release that, you know, and um, be appreciated, you know, and, uh, um, and yes, admittedly, to be seen as well, you know? Um, and I'm making sure to, to 
uh, state that as well, right? Um, so with that said, I got what I prayed for, but with that came a few other uh, costs, if you will. <laughs> so um, I was introduced, and again, gonna just um, work on that privacy vibe. I was introduced to a space um, that would allow me to share, um, you know, songs that I would have written and stuff like that. Um, and in that space, I was also offered the opportunity to journey with other persons who were similar to me in terms of um, their own transitions and their own music and stuff like that. The fact that our, um, our music was different, um, not the status quo, but, you know, yeah, we could, we could build that, you know, and we would have had access to um, musicians that could build around whatever we would have written. Now, the interesting thing about that is that I remember my prayer about um, being seen as an individual and stuff like that. Um, I, I also went into this space when I was also at my lowest as an individual, where, or one of my lowest points as an individual, where I, I was just doubtful about like my, uh, my, who I was, I, I, I felt just shaken because um, there was a lot of me that wasn't explored because I was so used to being in one box, if you get what I'm saying. And uh, within that time, I was also, of course, you know, getting used to writing songs and getting used to um, expressing those songs and, you know, getting feedback and all of those things. And uh, sadly, in this space, I was not able to receive the type of support that I needed um, and that would have truly helped me to um, truly thrive in the way that I would have wanted to thrive in that time. Um, and so instead of the support that I, I truly did need and stuff like that, I was consistently um, another point of contention. Um, and consistently, um, those question marks were always around me, you know, and um, laughter and mocking was always around me and um, just the lack of a desire to actually create what came from my vessel, you get what I'm saying? And uh, it was just so interesting because here was coming from a place of, okay, cool, being seen as a choir girl, being seen as um, the person who can lead songs and all these things that whatever, um, also leading praise and worship different times. You know, those kind of a vibe. Like, I, I was solid in that, even though I was just a voice. You get me? Um, whereas here now, over on this side, I wasn't even a voice <laughs> because there were so many others who were considered... Um, just light years ahead of me, you know, and, and, and interestingly, like before I was just so secure in where I was or whatever, like I could easily just acknowledge other persons who were amazing at singing, like, cool, like I'm not the only person who can sing, you get what I'm saying? But on this side now, this new side, 
I felt so put down that I started idolizing other persons who would sing and just automatically felt like they were better than me. And I automatically felt like I was less than and I automatically felt that I, I was just not good enough, you know? And so it, it, it was just a painful journey because I did my very best to contribute to that space um, and, you know, to really just make the best of it because at the end of the day too, not everybody has ready access to musicians. Not everybody has ready action to um, access, sorry, um, to musicians and to, to resources and to an outlet to release, um, you know, what has been created. You get what I'm saying? Um, but I did. And so I really tried my very best to to make the best of that situation, but it's almost like I was giving and it was sucking me dry, you know, um, and making me feel like I was taking from my purpose. And then there was the heights of one situation that really, what was said to me was really uh, life-changing for me, you know, and really shocked me into more reality that, you know, maybe this was not the space for me. So I remember that there was um, something that was happening, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I had poured out my heart in terms of how I was feeling. Because I think that's, that's always been one thing about me. Like, if, if you really know me, you know that I will be very candid in terms of how I'm feeling and stuff like that. Because I've learned from my past, like, it don't make sense to hold things in or whatever and make it fester. Like, no, you know? So... I would have been sharing um, how I was truly feeling and stuff like that. And I had referenced the, the, um, the prophecy that was spoken over my life and stuff like that. And interestingly, an individual said to me, well, maybe you need to, um, you know, release the thought of that prophecy and learn to basically play the background right because for me i was saying to myself and i was saying to, to to them in this space that you know it felt like i i i was constantly being overlooked and i was constantly required to play the background and stuff like that you know and it's not and it wasn't coming from a place of pride in the sense of um because i mean there was a little pride there of course yeah but and I was not trying to say that I, I, I should not be at the back and whatever. Like, I'm used to being in a choir. You get what I'm saying? I'm used to being in a small group where we all play equal roles. I'm used to being, I'm used to sharing the stage. I'm used to whatever. You get what I'm saying? And I wasn't leading all the time. I wasn't. You know, especially at my school and whatever, I was not, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, I made a contribution and stuff. And I was acknowledged for the contribution that I made and stuff like that. Yeah, me. So I'm saying that to say, like, it's not that, you know, oh, I wanted the spotlight all the time or whatever. So it was not coming from that heart. But it felt like in this specific space, um, what I contributed was always just looked on as less than and not good enough. And so I was sharing the prophecy on the basis of something is not lining up. Like, if I'm supposed to do this and if, if this is what the prophecy said and whatever, then why does this feel this way and so 
for me to hear that, you know, maybe I should just let go of the prophecy and learn to play the background, basically, like, what do I do with that? You get what I'm saying? And so, it, it, it really, so soon after that, things actually unraveled and stuff like that. And, you know, soon after that, I, I got the release to, to exit that space. Um, with a lot of other things happening thereafter. And then I entered another space. And initially that space, I believe, was going really well, you know. And I was excited and I said, you know what, I'm going to um, make my contribution and stuff like that. And I'm going to, you know, um, push and, and make sure that they know that I'm not taking this for granted. And, you know, that kind of a thing. And so I'd, I'd send emails and, you know, um, let them know, like, what I was thinking and stuff like that. And they'd always say, you know, it's such a pleasure working with you. Or um, it's so easy, you know, um, birthing things with you. And, you know, that kind of a thing. So... I, I felt good and I felt like I was seen and I felt like I was heard finally, you know. And then all of a sudden things started crashing. Again. <laughs> all of a sudden, um, there was one, a, a conversation, a specific conversation that was had where um, my sound was being questioned and, and it was that, and I mean, which was... It's cool, like you can question my sound, you can question my approach to music and stuff like that, you know? Um, like I'm not, I got to a place where I was not afraid to speak about that, right? And so in that conversation, the, the individual was like, well, maybe we should get you sounding more like this. And maybe so and so, and I mean, I honestly, yes, I was resistant to that. Um, because something with me is that I know that if God gives me a specific tune and if God gives me specific words and stuff like that, then I need to stay as true to that as possible, right? I don't believe in diluting what God, um, you know, released onto me. I don't believe in, um, in informing it so that it's, it's TV friendly per se or whatever, like, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day though, like, it's clear that that offended them potentially, right? Or maybe if it didn't, then cool, you know? That conversation has never been held, so I'm not gonna assume that they were offended, but things changed right after that conversation. <laughs> so much so that there was um, one other thing to be taken on in that specific space and stuff, and then um, the, the thing was completed, and then all of a sudden, I um, receive a phone call saying that um, they no longer want me in that space. And uh, then the following was said where they said that, one, um, they don't believe Jamaicans like my music. Two, they don't know how to market my music. <laughs> Um, and three, that I'm too eager. And let me tell you, that crushed me and it silenced me. Because, again, you go from singing from your four, being choir girl and all these things on the table, and hating the fact that you're just a voice, to then not even being seen as a voice and, and still maintaining the, the presence of people not really necessarily really wanting to be around you, 
to then finally being, feeling seen and heard and facilitated and all of that and whatever, and then let, go, let down in a moment. Because before that, you know, it was encouraging. But in a moment, you then hear that you, Jamaicans don't like your music. You don't know how to, um, you're, yeah, they don't know how to market my music. And then finally, I am too eager. Yeah, it silenced me because I cool. I, was I too eager indeed? Was I too eager um, when maybe I don't have a proper gifting then? Was I too eager to be quote-unquote famous when like maybe people don't care about my, my sound or don't care about like the messages that I share through, um, through song based on what God laid on my heart? You get what I'm saying? Like maybe I am too eager. Then why then will I um, share songs with um, my native country, Jamaica, <laughs> whatever, when allegedly Jamaicans don't like my music, you know, but, but I just happen to live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that kind of a thing. And so, yeah, for two years, I shut, I shut up and I shut down. Um, or it wasn't exactly two years, but close there because this would have happened in, you know, um, in a, in a certain time, again, I'm not trying to be very specific and stuff like that, but yeah, so call it a year and a half to almost two years that I, I shut up because I felt crushed. And I'm like, yo, again, why am I at this place where, you know, one, I'm being misunderstood and, and whatever, and two, like, again, they're just this big old thing that feels like a giant full stop in my journey. Like, what are we talking about here? You know? So, yeah, so that, that, so that journey ended up being like the majority of the context of the early days of, of um, me pursuing music and stuff like that. Like, I wanted to be an artist. Like, at one point, I named myself Nyala Day. Um, before that, it was just Charmian Marie or whatever. But before that, like, you know, yeah, like there was no artistry, quote unquote, necessarily. But I wanted to pursue that life. I wanted to, um, to, to hone the everything that would come with um, pursuing that artist's life and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I tried pursuing it one more time in another space. And... Uh, <laughs> that, that that crumbled terribly, you know. Um, where, interestingly, in 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 fine style, I was nicely overlooked um, by multiple, you know, characters. Even interestingly, um, what felt like those who were also involved, you know, um, directly. And uh, it was just humiliating because even that I had invited persons um to journey more with me um in a specific respect and so it was even more embarrassing because like these were other persons i was calling from like other areas of my life and stuff like that and yeah it, it was it was just embarrassing and so again after that i shut up <laughs> i'm like all right god like clearly there is something i need to learn um by the way People are choosing to like mow their lawn right now. I'm hoping that you are not hearing it. Um, if you are, I'm sorry for the sound. Anyway, um, but yeah, like, I, yeah, I stopped again after that. I'm like, all right, God, like, clearly, like, this is mm -mm, mm -mm. let's 
maybe indeed um what that person said was correct like maybe i need to let go of this prophecy like maybe mm -mm, right um god this is not for me <laughs> this level of embarrassment consistently um is not mm -mm, i cannot right and uh, then the following year yeah i'll say that um god gave me a release and stuff like that and uh, i undertook a, a journey of of just working on building my 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 space if you will and uh, allowing him to to orchestrate um that path for me i said to him that you know all right cool if you if you're saying that this is definitely my path and I should come out from the, the shadows and come out from silence and stuff like that, then cool, I'm, you know I'm willing to do the work. You get what I'm saying? But in terms of like the included or the added element of people, like you have to be in full control of that. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm not in the place of trying to just be seen as the voice. I'm not in the place of trying to beg someone to like create my music. I'm not in the place of you know creating a, yet another space where i'm overlooked like i'm not you get me like so you put the things together that would require to um you know would be required to like undertake something or whatever and then i'll show up and i'll do my part becoming afraid of work <laughs> you get me um and funny enough he did just that right and there started another journey in another space and stuff. And uh, that then turned into, you know, <laughs> um, my first album, right? And I'll, I'll definitely say that it turned into my first album. And uh, there was a lot that was gone through, that, that I went through with the development and the uh, releasing and the uh, marketing of that album and stuff and um that i will actually keep private because um since you at least know it's the album then um i don't want it to you know incriminate anybody or whatever but from that journey with the album and stuff like that i i went into another period of weeping and mourning and stuff like that because I, it, it, it honestly didn't turn out the way I expected it to, you know? Um, and uh, those who were close to me at the time, or, or still are close to me, um, heard my inner thoughts and stuff like that. And uh, even in terms of um, this whole, as I said, how things turned out on ever, like, I wanted more for it, honestly, right? I wanted more for it. Um, but it, it just never came to fruition in the way that I, I had intended and had envisioned based on what was placed on my heart and stuff like that. But then, funny enough, um, in speaking about um, the journey of, of the album and stuff like that with somebody, um, they encouraged me to redefine my, um, my definition of success where the album is concerned. And uh, interestingly, that helped me to listen to it again, you know, and helped me to really look at just the everything surrounding that album and stuff like that. And so that's how I've been able to 
be back in a place where I can appreciate the songs because all of the songs I I have a unique uh, relationship with each of them. Each of them, you know. By the way, so I will say, ha, um, check out my album Jericho on all streaming platforms. You also see if you're watching this as a video, like on my YouTube channel, you'll also see the video um, I made. A, quote unquote music videos of of each of the songs um it's really the live recording and stuff like that um and yeah you can check them out you know and uh, so now i look back at look back at the album as a start where i finally was able to establish a space where i could create according to what god um deposited and also, I could mark it on my own terms and um, just put the things out there and um, and put them, position them to reach whoever God wants them to reach, if you get what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, so I look at that album as a start. I look at that album as me actually still going forward with it, even after I have had the journey that I had up to that point. You get what I'm saying? And so, this is actually where I'm going to cut this episode. Can't believe it's already basically been 30 minutes. Um, but this is where I'm going to cut this episode and then go into part two um, next next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in, um, in part two, I'll be speaking um, about, you know, just trusting God's voice, you know, and what he placed inside you um, as as a means of ending that cycle of doubt right and that is what has literally helped me to um reach this place of confidence where my music is concerned so make sure to join me for next week all right guys later <laughs>